Hi everyone, and welcome to the Business of Customer Love podcast, brought to you by Mention Me. I'm your host, Simeon Atkins, and thanks for joining us today. Growing your brand through customer love might seem like an idea that belongs in the company cafe rather than the boardroom. But identifying, growing, and activating a base of loyal fans is serious business, and the results of harnessing customer advocacy can be truly transformational for both your company and your customers. We gather experts from across the space to shine a light on how you can unleash a virtuous cycle of sustainable organic growth where your best customers keep coming back and bringing their friends too. So let's get into today's episode. So I'm excited to be joined today by James Dodkins, who's well-renowned for being the customer experience rock star. James, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me very much. So you're here today to talk about how brands can start to harness AI to elevate their customer experience strategy, something that's obviously very topical at the moment, but equally uh, quite misunderstood as well. Uh, Before we dive into that, though, do you want to give a quick introduction to our listeners? Yeah, sure. So my name is James Dudkins. I used to be an actual real life legitimate award winning rock star, but now I'm not. Now I'm a customer experience rock star. And what I love doing is helping companies turn their customers from customers into fans. So I work for a company called Pegasystems. I like to think of myself as the chief content officer. I'm not that, but that's how I like to think of myself. I'm actually director of content marketing. And Pegasystems is a fantastic company. Um, We have been in the AI space for a very, very long time. So it's, it's quite an interesting time right now that it's, you know, becoming very, very popular, very, very quickly. But we'll talk about more of that as we get on, I guess. Fabulous. And I'm really excited to dive into this idea of creating fans, particularly from your perspective as well, obviously coming from the music background. And I think, you know, we speak a lot about creating fans on this show. um, And I love this idea of, you know, a music fan and then transitioning that into uh, you know, a brand fan. Um, so I'm really excited to get into that with you. Now, before we start, um, it's always traditional on the show to get things kicked off. I'd love for you to share a time recently where as a consumer, you experienced customer love firsthand and really what impact that had on you as a customer. Yeah, um, good question. Literally, the most recent one is I'm getting a new, it's not a new car, it's just a different car. Um, and the guy I'm dealing with at the dealership is talking to me through WhatsApp any time of the day or night. And any t- my thing is, if I think of something, I have to send it then or I'll forget. So I constantly put little disclaimers like, I know it's bank holiday. You don't need to reply today. I'm just sending it because it's top of mind. But five minutes, there's a reply. That- so th- this guy is going above and beyond to you know, put me at ease, interact with me, let me know everything that I need to do. So, I mean, just straight away... It's um, good old-fashioned customer service. I love that example. And obviously buying a car is a big commitment as well. This isn't like going to the shop and buying a loaf of bread. You know, this is a big purchase that you're making. So it's it's a time where you're crying out for good customer experience and good support. And if you're able to kind of get that on a regular basis, as you said, being able to touch base with them whenever you can. Not always realistic for brands to be able to do that, but I love this idea of being able to drop a message whenever you need some support or need to ask a question. I think that's a great example. Love it. Okay, so AI is obviously something that 
is coming up more and more, both in our personal and our business lives as well. So could we start by maybe talking about what we mean when we're talking about AI in the context of customer experience? Yeah, so artificial intelligence, as we all know, there's there's different types of it. Now, look, I'm going to preface this. I am not an expert in AI. I'm just an enthusiast. I think it's super interesting. I love learning about it. I love reading about it. So I'm not like an AI scientist, if that's a thing. So you can't sue me if any of this is wrong. <laughs> but there's there's two main uses, the way I look at it. Using AI to decide things and then using AI to create things. Now, the using AI to decide things, we've been doing for many, 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 what, like 20 years at Pega? I don't know if that's the exact amount of years, but it's a lot of years. So looking at massive amounts of data and using artificial intelligence to make decisions based on that data. But generative AI, which is the thing that we're all getting into right now, is AI that can actually create content. And that could be text, it could be audio, it could be visual. It's now starting to become video as well. So... That's what we're looking at here. Two main parts of AI, deciding stuff and then creating stuff. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, and it's definitely the generative AI area that I think is is coming up more and more. Um, that actually leads me really nicely into, into the next question I was going to ask you around... Um, you know, the balance between hitting the sweet spot of technology and humanity... Um, in customer experience isn't easy at the best of times. And I suppose, in your opinion, how do we find the balance between digital and human touch in the era of artificial intelligence? Because that's just going to add another layer of complexity on top of that, I guess. Yes, I mean, it's it's a really good question. And I think it's a question that's going to come up, come up time and time again. And it's going the answer is probably going to evolve over time. But to put it as simply as I possibly can, the way I look at customer experience is fairly binary there's two types of experiences there are some gray areas but as a general rule there's two types of experiences you've got transactional experiences and emotional experiences so transactional is just when you need to get a thing done okay this could be change your address or change your payment date an emotional experience is like you've got a claim on a life insurance policy or something we need to realize that ai plays a very different role in these two types of experiences. When it comes to um, the transactional experiences, AI should help just get it done like that. And there's another conversation that will sort of branch off from there, which I'll come back to in a second. But in the emotional experiences, the AI should be there helping the agent or whoever the customer-facing person is make their life easier so that they can concentrate and give their full attention and their full empathy to the person that they're helping complete the emotional experience. It is very hard when you're trying to give full attention to someone and you've got this thing here, look at that thing there, try and change, try and find this article there. If AI can be listening in the background as almost as a co-pilot and helping that agent, you know, deliver that experience seamlessly so give their full attention on the customer, then that is brilliant. But that's two very different use cases. Now, when it comes to the transactional thing, AI alone is not good enough. Okay. Is one of the things with chat, chat GPT, we've probably all used it, we've all played with it. We could say, what would be a nice restaurant to take my wife to? And it would tell you. 
And then if you say, book me a table at that restaurant, nothing happens because it can't do, it can't actually do stuff, right? This is where the automation part comes into it. And this is one of the biggest trends we're seeing at the moment is companies moving towards this idea of an autonomous enterprise. Now, when we say autonomous, you can think about a car. Okay. So cars have been over the years adding elements of autonomy to them to make us better, safer, happier drivers. That could be with the um, speed thing. What's it called? <laughs> cruise control, um, like adaptive cruise control, making sure that we're staying at a speed that we want to, but not crashing into the car in front of us. Blind spot indicators, lane steering, you know, it keeps you in lane a little bit. There's, there's loads of stuff in there. I mean, even the sat-nav, think about it. The sat-nav is looking at the traffic conditions and at the route, and it's constantly recalculating, coming up with the absolute best route to get you where you need to get to in the fastest time possible. We're already using that. Now, the idea of a fully autonomous car that's being driven completely by AI and automation is a very long way away, just like a completely autonomous company is probably very, very far away. But there are elements that we can use right now. AI alone is not enough. You need those autonomous things to actually do stuff as well. You need the automation to do things. It's not just good enough that the AI makes a decision. It has to then go and do the thing as well. So let's say I go to a chat bot and I say, I need to change my payment date to the second of the month. It needs to be able to actually go away and do it without any human intervention inside the company. It needs to just get done for me. And AI alone cannot make that happen. You need the unification of AI and automation to create that autonomy, which is better for me as the customer because it gets those transactional experiences done in a flash. It's better for the company because they're saving money. They're not having humans do repetitive, boring tasks that we tend to hate doing. It frees up time of those humans to concentrate on the emotional experiences that are more complex and need their focus. So I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I think we do need to understand that AI isn't a silver bullet, but it's, I don't know, like a regular bullet. It can still, it can still do some I don't, I don't know if that's the right analogy or not. Well, I love the analogy you used about AI being like a co-pilot. I really like that because it's it's not only obviously making the customer experience better but obviously customer experience starts with the person that's delivering that customer experience and so thinking about it as supporting that person to be able to deliver the best customer experience I think is a really nice analogy but to your point as well it's not the silver bullet it doesn't do everything for you it's there to support you and and make your lives easier make your job easier and make it more straightforward for you to deliver good customer experience i think that's awesome now, before we move into some real life examples around where you've seen AI support the customer experience, I just want to take a step back into your previous life in music. And I'd love for you to talk about the similarities that you see between being a super passionate fan of your band, for example, or just fans of music in general, and being a fan of a brand. Because we don't always see the connection there. But actually, when I think about it, there are certain brands that I love so much. It is almost like supporting my favourite sports team or like following my favourite music band. So what do you see as the similarities and connection between the two? The biggest thing I learned in my music career is that music isn't about music. It's about relationships. And it is exactly the same in customer experience. Customer experience isn't about experience. It's about relationships. And to really understand how powerful that is, we kind of need to understand what a relationship is. So we have moments. 
hundreds of thousands of moments every single day. You, me, every person, we have lots of little moments. Discrete groupings of these moments create experiences. The way those experiences play out, either good or bad, will create emotions within us, good or bad. The emotions that we feel in real time, the way that we store them is as memories. And the sum of our memories with another party is our relationship with that party. So if you want to influence the relationship you have with your customers, you first need to understand the moments that you share with them. It's exactly the same in music. It's exactly the same in business. Those moments, those tiny little building blocks are the building blocks of the relationship. And if you ignore them, everything else is just going to come falling down. Yeah, I love that connection. Um, And it's just so powerful as well. When you have that connection with the brand, when you kind of identify as a fan, um, it's such a powerful connection that you have between yourself and the brand. So I love that example. Thank you for sharing that. I'm a Metallica fan, for example. I love Metallica. I didn't just immediately become a Metallica fan. My love for Metallica, my relationship with Metallica has been built over many thousands of moments that could be listening to their music learning their songs on guitar reading about them in magazines seeing them at shows buying their merch all of those little moments combine to create that relationship and it's kind of like a series of positive moments Mm. will create that relationship and that fandom but the thing is a lot of people think oh well that's going to take quite a long time um that's not always the case you will traditionally find that hundreds maybe even thousands of positive moments over time will create that fan sometimes this is the most exciting part for me not all moments are created equally mm-hmm. you deliver a moment to your customers or to your fans that is so powerful and so moving and so impactful you can turn a customer into a fan in an instant and I think a lot of the companies, people like Disney that gets brought up a lot, people like Apple, people like Peloton, people like Tesla, it's usually one or or just a couple very big, very powerful moments that immediately turn someone into a fan. So there's not just one route to get there. I think of it like, right, get this, right, like a thermometer, but for fans. So a thermometer. (laughs) See what I did there? I don't want to say genius, but close. On one hand, you've got a fan. On the other hand, you've got a hater. Customers usually start somewhere in the middle, and each positive or negative moment is going to take you a little bit closer towards being a fan or a little bit closer towards being a hater. But one massive positive moment can bring you straight to being a fan, just like one massive negative moment can take you straight towards being a hater. I hope you've trademarked a fandometer because otherwise someone else is definitely going to pinch it. Um, and, and just one thing that I wanted to pick up there, obviously you brought up brands like Disney, I brought up Peloton, but you don't have to be one of these huge companies to create a base of fans or even offer the kind of products or experience that someone like Disney would have. Um, for example, I had a guest on the other day and his example of customer love was his local plumber Nothing glamorous, but he always did the fundamentals right. Always showed up on time, never left the house in disarray, always gave a good price. So it just goes to show that no matter what industry you're in or what product line you have, there's always the opportunity to create experiences that can ultimately turn your customers into fans. Well, just like you said there, all of those things you mentioned are positive moments over time. Those positive enough, Just deliver enough positive moments over time, you will create a fan. 
Yep, amazing. Okay, so let's shift back to AI again. Um, and I'd love you to uh, share some real life examples where you've seen companies utilizing AI and it having a positive impact on their customer experience. Uh, there's there's lots of stories. Um, but to give some examples, what's happening right now is like absolutely mind blowing. So Pega have just dropped a new press release, which everyone should check out. It's about our new Gen AI. And it's how we're using generative AI to help companies deliver amazing experiences. You're a bank. You want to do a new loan application. application. You want to create this piece of software. You can just type in create loan application application. And it will automatically create it. So it will create the workflows the data models, the user interfaces, sample data, scripts, and just so much more. And the cool thing is, especially with Pega, because we're a low-code platform, it's not just going to create the um, the code. It, it creates little building blocks that you can move around, reuse in other places, so that just anyone can get in there and create this. So companies are now being able to create all pieces of software that run their businesses that deliver amazing experiences just from a prompt just by saying create a mortgage application or an insurance claim application and even things like right this is this is a wicked one right i love this one so a customer interaction simulator right full name so imagine you're an agent just signed up for um new job at a company sat there and you're like oh no i don't really want to go on the phones with customers yet i'm a little bit i don't know imagine you could interact with an ai customer okay so you can create an ai customer to train your agents in the call center so that they can you know test things out without breaking anything or, or hurting any relationships imagine in marketing you can take one marketing message and just say hey rewrite this to appeal to millennials and it will just go away and do it um you could even and this is one we spoke about before this comes back to the co-pilot thing and this is something that's happening right now in so many companies i'm an agent on the phone ai is listening to the conversation i'm having with the customer and it's doing lots of really cool stuff in the background to help me out so let's say you're changing your address rather than me typing in your address which is very error prone the AI can listen to what you're saying, turn it into text, and auto-populate the fields for me, the agent. So it's just, boop, 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 boop. It's just putting it in there for you. I, as as the agent, I have to do. I just, I just look at it, see if it's correct. Yes, that's correct. Um, while you're asking me questions, oh, how do I do this thing? It's popping up knowledge articles because it knows that's mm. the thing to get. So boom, it's popping it up. I can get that knowledge article there to you. It's and imagine at the end of the call, right? There's so much more, but I won't bore you with it. But there's so much more. Like at the end of the call, anybody that works in call centers know how much time gets spent in after call work, hmm. right? The interaction that you've just had. Mr. Smith called in to change his payment. I did this. And then he asked for blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes it can be up to like 10 minutes of after call work doing that. AI can do that in an instant, just auto, give an auto summary of what the call has been about who the customer is, what they called in for, what was done, what the next steps are. And AI is there in companies right now making agents' lives easier so they can make customers' lives easier. I love that example of the the AI customer. 
it's it's like when you start a new company and you listen into test calls or you listen into real calls and you're trying to pick up obviously um you know how to deal with that call etc but that's taking it to another level isn't it that's that's yeah. almost kind of like you know testing yourself i think that's an awesome example um james we've covered some amazing ground today just to wrap up um if people are listening in now and they're thinking where do i start you know i want to i want to start implementing some ai to help with my customer experience but i'm not sure where to start what would you recommend as the first steps for companies to take to implement AI to improve their customer experience strategy? I'd, I'd probably go back to this idea of emotional and transactional experiences. Just look at all of the different scenarios. The thing is, people think, ah, oh, we've got millions of processes in our business. No, you don't. You've probably got about 20. There's just, there's just lots of different scenarios within those processes. So try and map out as many of the scenarios as you can, what customers are likely to be calling in for, what things happen the most. Try and then separate them into emotional and transactional because that is the first building block to just understand what are the easy things to use AI to automate right away, (laughs) those transactional things. How could we use it? Until AI can do that for you, just do it old school. Just get in a room with some people, get on a whiteboard, get some paper out, pen and paper. It still exists. And just try, try understand where are we going to have the biggest, and the biggest impact really is automating those transactional things to free up your time, spend on the emotional things. But the first step is understanding which one is which. So that's the thing you should do first. Spend time understanding which experiences are going to be transactional or emotional. James, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Business of Customer Love podcast hosted by Mention Me. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us next time where we'll be speaking to some more amazing guests about how you can harness the power of customer love. See you again soon.